Aloha, and welcome to another episode of Rip Currents. I'm your host, Scott Martin, and uh, I'm here riffing today to talk a little bit about the build phase. You know, it's like the last uh, couple episodes I've been talking uh, a lot about, um, you know, starting at your core, your epic center, and uh, what's your why and so forth. And I think, um, you know, I want I, the reason I'm doing a lot of this series is I'm just it's a way for me to kind of just rant a little bit, but um, just kind of share my share concepts in bite-sized pieces and, um, you know, vet and test some of these ideas verbally um, as I write articles and I'm writing my book right now and so forth. And, and to me, it's like, I'm, I just want to follow a bit of a sequence so that someone can listen from the beginning and sort of feel like they're kind of on a progression of how they could build their marketing or their business. And, um, rather than sort of intermittent mittened sort of like posts that are random and so forth. And I, I may, I may switch it up once I kind of get through, I guess maybe multiple phases, but for now I'm just kind of going through a sequence of things. And, you know, I really want to look at this, um, uh, the idea of, of just like what I'm, what I'm really aiming at. I want to maybe take a step back and just sort of explain that with my ground soil marketing, I've come up with these four phases of, of, uh, of how you build a groundswell. And, um, uh, it starts with uh, build, and it's like, and I'll explain that in a minute, but it's build, give, grow, and transform. Those are the four different areas. Well, th- those will take me some time to go through different verb, uh, uh, audio posts to, and podcasts to, to explain that, but I'm going to start with build, you know, which is the foundation. And and what I found was, and the reason I started with build, it's something I discovered um, long ago, and it's, it's the idea around uh, fire ready aim. You know, it, it's and, and and part and part of that is is that it's it's something I've learned through my own practice of just going and doing stuff without building it properly, but also it's um, I saw it as being a pervasive challenge that that people were faced with because they've been told I'd say lied to um, on just do it now you know just go and do it just figure it out later and stuff. And, and I get the idea of getting somebody off the couch and, and, and just moving to action. You know, it, it's, there's something to be said about that and, and to figure out as you go. And I know that that's really carried the ball for a lot of people doing that, but I can't place enough on, on the build phase of thinking first, you know, and I basically say build is basically think map execute test, right? So it's these four pieces And the first is think, you know, about your end in mind. Like, what are you actually doing? If you just go and build something and you get attention, get excited, and it's a new shiny thing and people follow you, but it didn't really make sense or it doesn't um, uh, connect to what a bigger vision of a brand and and so forth that you're, that you're aiming for, you know, it's, it's uh, Simon Sinek had this great post about how, you know, your why is so important. And that's why in the build phase, it's really anchoring your core, your, your, your epic center and, and in your why and your purpose, because you only have one why, um, but you can have multiple visions. You can have multiple different goals and, and so forth. So um, in the build phase, it's really important to, to anchor in what's your why, why are you doing what you're doing? And it's like, it's not just asking the why your personal why it's now asking about the why about your, your enterprise, your business, your marketing, and sort of take that same approach of your epic center and your why and apply it to this initiative. And, you know, call it a, a North Star or your outcome that you're after. 
and think about the end in mind and map between the two. And what I have you think about is, is how can you make between what you're building and your outcome, you want to make it as frictionless as possible. And how are you going to monetize sales or uh, take customers through an experience or whatever and work it backwards? Um, Don't just do it and then figure it out later. I think that's the mistake that so many people make. They go, well, I'm just going to build an Instagram account. And and by the way, I'm 1 million percent fucking guilty of doing this. And I've done it myself. That's why I'm, I'm trying to save you everyone time because they're, everybody's buying into just go do this, go build a community, go. But if you map out a little bit in, it doesn't mean that it has to be, it doesn't mean that it has to be present. It doesn't mean that you have to have it built, although that would be ideal. But at least if you thought about it, that you know that the, the think of it like a, a building a community and a builder that maps in where the sewage is going to be, the streets and so forth. If you just built houses and didn't think about the streets, the sewage, the electrical, all that kind of stuff, as he's building out the homes, you know, it could be more expensive and it could not make sense um, to build. And it, and it could make for a really bad experience owning homes in the community. Think of that as the same thing, like as your, as your marketing initiatives, your, your content, your channels that you're on, right? And, and even, even bigger than that is going, everybody focuses on a linear path building a funnel. I hear it over the time. It drives me, it kind of drives me crazy because I'm just like a funnel to me now is the equivalent of a pop-up ad. It's, it's like, wait, tell me, it's, ask yourself the question. When you're in a funnel, do you know you're in a funnel? And as you're in the funnel, are you almost anticipating what's next, which is a quote from somebody that's like, Hey, I've done this. And, and then an offer and then maybe a countdown clock. Like it's so fucking predictable that now, just like a pop-up ad, it becomes intrusive. It's not frictionless. It's not adding value. What it's doing is it's conditioning you to stop paying attention and acting and paying attention to the content. So when you're thinking about the build phase, you want to think about how can I create an experience and more importantly, build it an ecosystem. Like thinking about there's like really in today's environment, I think there's going to be like now that it's post-COVID, I think people are really thinking differently. Like uh, finally my message of sustainable growth marketing and sustainability thinking anyways about your business and, and, and digital transformation is going, you need to have multiple sources of revenue, multiple sources of lead generation, multiple sources of managing your operations and all that kind of stuff. Well, why is marketing different? You need to be thinking about an ecosystem because any one ecosystem can have way too much control over you. And if that shifts and changes or your audience shifts, you're, you're susceptible to being vulnerable and and actually it's not sustainable. And and in fact, if you want to create rapid growth, you got to meet people where they are in whichever channel they're in. So anyways, the think pay, phase of this, you know, think map execute test of the build phase is think of the end in mind, think of an ecosystem, think about how you're going to monetize sales. And when you say, when you think about monetize sales, that leads you into the next one, which is map, map it. How are you going to design your, your marketing program and how does it map back to a sale? And it's not just the call to action messaging. You know, this is figuring out all the programs that you need to work in place to, to result in the sales. So, you know, uh, uh, so if you're thinking about the building phase, it's like go through all the components, test it. Um, you know, map out desire and demand for your content, not just how it functionally works. Everybody thinks about the functional, I'm building a funnel. They haven't actually mapped out how are you how are you building demand? 
how are you building desire? Like desire becomes for demand, right? Like you want to desire something, then you want to demand it. So, you know, and and a lot of times, a lot of people jump out of the gate and, and they offer something and when they really didn't build up enough demand, enough, maybe even tension or excitement about it, you know? So think about how you can build that and map it uh, in terms of how you can build desire and demand, not just map the physical clicking or, or whatever you're doing to transact your your transactions and your content or whatever you're doing, map also the feeling, the emotion, the the experience they want to have. And then the next two, execute and test. I kind of put together, but it's really two different things, which is it's important for you to go execute micro versions of what you want to do to baseline it. This is where people just go straight to execute when right and nowadays with the you know 10x this that. And the reason you want to uh, do a baseline is you want to test your results and test it again before you invest a bunch of time and money in going in a direction. Just do little micro tests. And it can be a solo offer. It could be to a different group. This is actually, believe it or not, I know this sounds crazy. I've always been somewhat against advertising, but this is actually when I would spend money on ads because you can actually target a group, a small group that's outside of the market that you are maybe focusing on on your more organic or your or your audience that you're currently reaching and test it. Test it with a, a throwaway audience, if you want to call it that, and see if you can basically identify the, the holes in your plan or what's working, what's not working. It's really critical to move on to the next phase. So before you invest, or my, I think in most people's case, you waste money on spray, what I call spray and pray it works. You know, it's like this gives you an idea of what you can actually improve upon before you sort of pull trigger. And, you know, it's like, it's really, I think what's really important to think about is, you know, every marketing budget, every marketing plan, every marketing marketer, they just, anyone that says like, yeah, this is what we're going to do in prescribing, they're using a formula that they think and they know it works. So they want you to feel that you're really confident in what they do. The fucking reality is if they're really smart, they're going to call it out front and go, it's a hypothesis. We're, this is based on my my best guess on what I think it's going to do, we need to test against that. And the reason that marketers don't want to do that is because it puts them on a limb, really. It, it's like, but ironically, it puts them off the hook. Like, it's so fucking bizarre. Like, I'm going, hey, I made a hypothesis. Oh, I'm fucking dead wrong. Well, you could go, well, you're an idiot. Or you could go, oh, we had the hypothesis wrong, but now we know something that's moving toward. The right marketer knows how to strategically look at that information and start moving you towards an execution based on real information on the program you're actually doing, not just based on the past campaign that someone else did. And and, and I got to put this out there. How many campaigns you're going, my, my, we're just getting these really crappy response rates. I keep reading about all these, with all these um, different groups, but how much response they're getting so forth. It's like, I got to give you just the, the, just a different perspective. Most of those case studies are bunk. Why? Probably in most of those cases, they're probably their 10th attempt or the agency threw themselves at it and they would have never spent that much money on creative or design. It wouldn't have been sustainable to do it. Like there's so many more questions that beg what needs to be told in those surveys about if they, if they, not now I now I take it back. If they go, Here's how much we spent. Here's how many test attempts we did. This is all the resources that were used, you know, and sometimes they'll say they only spent X amount of dollars, but, but then they had a whole bunch of free resources. That doesn't count. Like if you know the whole, the whole picture then, and it worked, then that's a really credible thing. I'm, I'm not discounting those ones. What I'm discounting is 
these ones that that businesses tout that we had these incredible results and they rope clients in thinking that they're going to get the same thing and they just I don't know why they do it because it just makes it harder on themselves. You know, I'm just straight up freaking honest about like what I believe and what I don't believe simply because I, you, everybody owes it as a service provider to be honest and to help entrepreneurs make rational decisions. And I think that one of the challenges that entrepreneurs have is that none of this shit is fucking rational. It's, it's, it's illogical. Like whether it's like tools with rules, like all these platforms, algorithms that change, it's like whack-a-fuck-a-mole. Like it's no wonder entrepreneurs just hand over the keys to the marketers because they're like, fuck, I give up. I don't even like, if you know best, then you're going to, I'm going to put you on the hook if you don't deliver on it. I mean, it's no wonder that they act that way. But more importantly, that just gives more license to this population of fucking charlatan marketers. I believe that in this market today that's shifting, it's going to be shaking out a lot of the charlatans. It's going to be harder than ever because traditional marketing advertising is no longer going to work the way that it was working before. And they're not going to be able to bluff you with like case studies and all this kind of bullshit. You're going to have to, it's going to require actually more intimacy marketers have to be more intimate with the business as they should understanding the resources of potential the um uh whether you want to call it the 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 capabilities the budget the threshold meaning what is their their uh um like what are they willing to risk what are they willing to try what are they willing to put in like there's so many things to to consider when you're going into a program recommending to somebody that really understand what because there's no one right answer to marketing how to get a client right it's how to how to get attention and so forth there's like if anybody says well that person's wrong well you know and i've heard this many times and even i've had to come to myself going well technically they probably could get there eventually or it would work there's just different ways to get there and i think the most ideal way to look at this is that's why i believe entrepreneurs need to be way more intimate with the marketing not understanding the how it works, but understanding at a high level how it functions on their in their words. No different than a PL statement is to numbers and a business owner understanding the health of the business. There needs to be, I believe, a, a, a change in marketing where there's like a um, a commonly understood PL statement for marketing. And I actually, to be honest with you, this is something that I'm aiming at right now. It's like a, I'm, you know, I'm just gonna say it here. If anyone's listening, they're gonna get an inside track of what's really going on in my brain, but I'm actually looking at building a dashboard to be like a Rosetta stone between marketers and entrepreneurs so that they can actually make discerning, you know, this like rational decisions based on information and they can still be the entrepreneur. I think that every entrepreneur has it within them to be the marketer. They're just get fucking confused by these rules of tools and all this other bullshit and gobbledygook and stuff. So, you know, one of my aims with this series is to just fucking help lift the veil. This is the ideal podcast for entrepreneurs that just want to get get their fucking head around it and want to own it and they don't want to waste money. I, I really hate, you know, marketers, um, you know, wasting their money, but sometimes it's not the marketer's fault. This is when I'm also going to say this is a great marketer podcast. This is for a marketer who wants to understand how entrepreneurs think so that they can work with them. I think it's, it, it's a, it's, it's not just the marketers. I've been browbeating a lot of marketers, you know, but Sometimes it's you. If you're the entrepreneur and listening to this, you don't know what you want. You don't, you're changing your mind. You're not clear on your why, your epic center, your, your core, you know, you're, you're jumping for, you want them to, to just go make it happen, but you're not willing to invest in the build phase. 
this phase, build phase for entrepreneurs is something that every, not every, I don't say, I hate saying every, because it sounds like it's like, it's like absolute, but a lot of entrepreneurs willingly skip over the most important piece. And it's like stepping over dollars to pick up pennies. They want to get right to the strategy. And I've, I've heard many times where I've worked with individuals and, and they still aren't seeing that the brand strategy, the build portion before you even get to the marketing strategy is so critical to making the strategy sing. It's not even funny. And it's like, if you don't understand your why, your who, how you're going to execute this, what you stand for, your purpose, what your brand mantra is, how you're going to make customers feel. If you don't have that when you're before you build your strategy, like how are you going to make a strategy that's going to line up? And, and, and be congruent. And congruency is like about frictionless. It's about how to grow seamlessly. So anyways, so that's what this episode's been about. It's been really about, you know, sharing this. I've gone over my 50-minute marker that I was hoping for because I was kind of ranting. But, you know, I would say for anyone listening, it's like, do not underestimate the build phase. Build demand. Build interest. Build all the assets, build the systems, build a testing framework. And, you know, build, you know, how do I say this? Like, build for yourself as if it's going to last. And and it's like, think long term. If you're, if you're going to build something like for a day, you're going to build it way differently if you're going to build it for a lifetime. Build with that mindset and time. I think that far too many businesses are 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 caught up in in building as if it's it's a race, um, uh, uh, like a instead of a marathon, right? Like it's really if you're looking today, the businesses that are shaking out during this COVID, it's like they. I believe that there's you can go right back to build in a lot of cases, and the brands that are going to stand out once have a really solid brown founding. Outside of the fact if they had operational um, lack of discipline and so many other factors that. I'm not even going to go there, but again, build is about build your future until next time. Mahalo.